The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without pay, give without pay. Take no gold, nor silver, nor copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay with him until you depart. As you enter the house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we celebrate one who, like St. Paul, is counted among the apostles, not one of the original twelve, but is still counted as one of the apostles having that great title. And so there are two traditions. One is that St. Barnabas was one of the original seventy disciples. Um, another tradition says that he was one of the early Jewish converts in Jerusalem. Uh, either way, he rises to a point very quickly of having great authority in the church. We can see because he is known for his goodness, his goodness, he is a good man. That's how he is described in the Acts of the Apostles today. And he is full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. So the Holy Spirit and this faith bursts out of him. And so he rises very quickly in the church as one who is able to bring the faith, instill the faith, but also that he is able to recognize good fruit. And so at this point and this time in the Acts of the Apostles, we know that St. Paul is still under a type of suspicion, right? Is his conversion actually real? Or is this some ploy of the one who was persecuting the church to such a great extent? Is this one of his ploys to kind of infiltrate the church that he might be able to uh, work in that way to uproot the church and to persecute it in a continued manner. And so he's still under a type of suspicion as to the authenticity of his conversion. And so what happens is, is that in Antioch, there has been a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon those who are not Jews. And so the church sends from Jerusalem Barnabas, this one whom they know to be good, full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. They send him to go and assess the situation in Antioch. And so he comes in as one of the elders, as one of the apostles, counted among the apostles, to come and make this judgment. And he sees the good fruits and he rejoices. He sees that God is pouring out his spirit upon other nations, and he rejoices at this fact. And so that is why him and St. Paul become, in a very real sense, these two instigators of the move of the proclamation of the gospel to other nations, of which we should be very thankful. We are from those other nations. We are from these pagan nations that then receive the faith, that then move into the faith and receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and receive this apostolic testimony. And so him and St. Paul are the ones in whom the Holy Spirit moves to drive this movement of the church to proclaim the gospel to the nations in a very particular way. 
And so that's why one of the other things that St. Barnabas does when he first arrives there in Antioch is he goes immediately to Tarsus, that he can find this Saul, this St. Paul, and he can bring him back to Antioch. And then for a period of time, it seems that St. Paul is under, in a certain sense, the tutelage, the protection, the care, the guardianship of St. Barnabas. We know that later St. <clears throat> Barnabas will also speak on behalf of St. Paul in Jerusalem and will defend him. He will come to his defense. He will speak for the goodness of St. Paul and for the authenticity of his own conversion and the work that the Lord is calling him to. And then St. Paul and St. Barnabas will be sent off to go on that first apostolic, that first preaching mission, if you will, where they go off together and they work many great things for God. They proclaim the gospel with great effectiveness and they eventually return to Jerusalem where they then go their separate ways. St. Barnabas, who is a relation of uh, Mark the Evangelist, goes with John Mark and the two of them go off on their own and St. Paul goes off in other directions but they seem to maintain a friendship between themselves throughout, even as we see later in St. Paul's, uh, in his epistles, we see that there is a continued relationship with him and Barnabas. So this early friendship that they have in the proclamation of the gospel is something that continues. And so it's these two great apostles that then proclaim the gospel. They fulfill what the gospel message says for us today, which is that they go out poor in the things of this world, but very rich in the things of heaven. They go out, him especially, St. Barnabas and St. Paul, they go out stripped of everything earthly. They carry nothing with them, and they go but carrying the gospel and carrying all the treasures of heaven as they move towards this proclamation. They have no real thought for the things of earth, but they have complete concern for the things of God. And so they are set on fire with the proclamation of the gospel, they carry the gospel as a treasure within themselves, a treasure to give freely because they have received freely. The proclamation of the wonderful person of Jesus Christ and his suffering, his death, his resurrection, and they go out as witnesses of this resurrection. And they bring, as the gospel ends today, it says with this, they bring this peace that comes with the message of the gospel, the peace of the gospel, is that everything that we are searching for Everything that we could possibly long for and desire has been merited and has been given to us. That that enmity which existed between us and God because of sin is taken away because of Jesus Christ. That our inability to have love and charity and to reach the perfection that we are called to, that is no longer frustrated because Christ has given us grace to be able to accomplish that. That we can become great saints. That we can now do the things that we are made to do that we are created to glorify God. We are created for Him and for His sake. And through the gospel message, what comes to us is a proclamation that this is now possible, that through the grace of Christ, through the graces that He has merited, that we can now accomplish this, or more truly, He can accomplish this in us. And so we give thanks today for the great apostles, those who took this gospel message and who preached it, of whom we are the recipients, and we pray that in our appreciation for receiving the gospel message, we might also proclaim it boldly, first and foremost by our lives, and then by our words and our speaking. Amen.